to another episode of the Leveraging Gifts Podcast. I'm your host, Anquilla Bello. Join us weekly as we explore the six pillars of success, faith, time, health, connections, money, and your genius. I believe that each of these pillars are gifts that we can leverage to aid us in creating a life filled with greater impact, influence, and income. So come along on the journey as we leverage our gifts. Hey friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Leveraging Gifts podcast with me, Anquilla Bello. I am so excited that you decided to spend a little bit more time with me today. So let's get into it. Today, I want to talk about the importance of using your gifts and why they are not just for you, but for others. We know that God gave each of us a measure of talents and he expects us to use them during this lifetime, right? Not when we get to heaven, but while we are right here on earth. They're supposed to impact the world around us and the people that we come in contact with. So to really unpack what I want to talk about today, I want us to start with the parable of the talents. So if you don't know the parable of the talent, go over to Matthew. I will drop the actual scripture in the show notes. But in the parable of the talents, we see that there was this master, right? And he gave each of his servants money and he had an expectation. He wanted a return on his investment for the money that he gave us so each servant was supposed to increase that initial investment it wasn't supposed to be hey I gave you this and then you do nothing with it like no I gave you my money to put in the stock market go buy a business go do something with this investment that I'm giving you and for the servants who did something with the investment the master praised them and he gave them more to manage like oh okay I gave you another year one property you bought that one property you flipped it and ended up with five bad how about this how about i'm gonna let you manage my whole portfolio of rental properties see the correlation they did something with what they were given and because they did something with what they were given they got a return on that something and so then they were given more to manage it's in the doing guys But then there was this one servant. He knew nothing, not a thing. He was so fearful and afraid of the master or failing or looking bad or what would other people think, all the things, you know, that we kind of deal with. And he took that talent that he was given and he buried it and he had no intentions on going back to it until the master came and requested it what is that for you what's that talent that you're burying what's that thing that you were given to store over to do something with but you've buried it you're not using it you've pushed it down so deeply that you you don't even recognize it anymore it's dirty You may not even want to touch it. Let's think about it. If he buried the talent in the ground, let's say he dug up layers of dirt. And so the talent was beneath the earth. There's been rain, sleet, snow, all types of things have happened. Maybe it's muddy. So he has to go back and dig up all of this and get through all of these things just to get back to that talent. You have a talent. You have a gift and ability and you've buried it. You've buried it so deeply beneath things that now we have to renovate your mind your heart just to get back to that talent we got to dig things up we got to pull things out we got to destroy some things just to get back to that very thing that you had from the beginning that was given to you to use so the master was not happy that he didn't use that talent he gave him the master scolded him and he rejected him that had to hurt a little bit right because 
Who likes rejection? And that master went as far as to say, you could have at least put it in the bank. I would have got a little bit of interest off of it. So what does that look like in your life? Okay, you're not going to use this talent in the marketplace, but you can at least go use it at your job. Can you at least use it and volunteer somewhere? Can you use the talent? But no, he didn't. He just chose to put it somewhere where he thought it was safe. We do the same thing with our talents. We're like, it's safer for me if I don't use it. So I'm just going to store it over here. Master wasn't pleased. So he threw him out. He basically was like, I don't want to see your face. Put him out on the streets. Go do whatever you need to do. When we look at this parable, we can compare it to so many areas of our lives where responsibility is trusted to someone else. For those of you who are parents, you entrust responsibility to your kids. A business owner may entrust the service of their customers to their employees, and they expect those employees to treat those customers with great care. As customers, sometimes we entrust our belongings to service providers, and we expect them to deliver and to take care of our things and be responsible for them. So if we look at this parable from the standpoint of trusting someone with something, we expect them to take care of it, right? God feels the same way about our talents and responsibilities. He entrusted them with us and he expects us to use them, not hide them. He gave them to us so that we can impact the world around us and consistently point back to him. But what happens when we don't do that? It's not just that we disappoint God and now he's like, oh, come on, really? I gave you these talents and you didn't use them. That's not it. The bigger issue is that there's no return. There's no ROI. And for us, when it comes to using our gifts and our talents, the ROI impacts the kingdom. That return is people. It's the people that we're supposed to serve. The lives we are designed to impact with our very gifts and abilities. And I know it can sound like a lot sometimes, right? Like I'm supposed to use these things because it serves someone else. But yeah, you are. Because when you're out of place, Maybe you were the deliverance for another person, but you can't be that because you're out of place. Someone's life is tethered to how you choose to manage the gifts God has given you. And this image just popped up in my head that I think will help some of you all. For my 80s and 90s babies, early 90s, maybe even, you know, some 70s. I'm just going to say for my babies that were born 96 and all the years prior to 96. We had this game called tetherball. Do y'all remember that? Where there was a ball tied to a string and the string was tied to a pole, usually one of those basketball goals or just some random pole. And sometimes the pole had a tire on the bottom. It was weird. We did a lot of things to come up with ways to play, right? But you remember being at school on the playground or you were out in your neighborhood at the park. We would play tetherball. It would be two people, one on each side of the ball. And the ball, again, was tied to, it was a string tied to a pole. And then the ball was tied to that string. And we would hit the ball back and forth to each other. And that ball was tethered to this pole. But if for some reason that string came loose, then it was no longer tethered to the pole and it would go flying and we couldn't play tetherball. It was the pole that was keeping the ball in place so that we could even play with it. That's exactly how it is when we use our gifts and talents in someone's life is tethered to us walking out the very things that we are called 
to do using the very gifts and abilities that we are called to use. We are that pole and someone's life is tethered to us. And if we are out of place, then the ball and string can't be tethered to the pole. So there's nothing anchoring it there. So as life hits it back and forth and back and forth, there's nothing keeping it here. Really think about that. If you're out of place, where is that ball going as it's being hit? Where is that person's life going as it's being hit because you're not using your gifts? And some of you might be thinking, but my gifts aren't that important. I don't do anything that major, but all of our gifts are important. If you're a makeup artist, the very words that you pour into a woman as you are glamming up her outer shell gives her the courage and strength to leave a toxic relationship. As a teacher, the love and encouragement that you give to a student could be the defining moment that prevents them from dropping out of school and that student may grow up to become the world's best heart surgeon. It doesn't matter what your gifts are. Your gifts matter. I'm going to say that one more time. It doesn't matter what your gifts are. Your gifts still matter. Whether you have the gift of teaching, administration, party planning. I'm tell you, if you're a party planner, your gifts help me because I am bad at planning parties. So for me to be able to hire you to plan a party, listen, that takes stress off me. You can make my kids happy. You are helping me. All of our gifts are needed and they will all impact the world around us. So the season is up for living in fear. It is. It's time to get uncomfortable and begin using the gifts that God entrusted to each of us. You have everything you need. It's all about leveraging what's in your possession. And if you're thinking like, how do I get started? I don't even know what I'm good at because sometimes we're so close to our gifts. We're right there that we can't see it. I'm going to give you this exercise and I'll post this in the show notes as well so that you can go back and look at it. I want you to reach out to five people who know you best. Just five, nothing major, nothing overwhelming. And ask those five people whether you do it via text message, you send an email, or you have a phone call. And I suggest if you call them that you ask them to send it back to you as like a voice memo or a recording versus them saying it to you because our minds are fickle and we won't remember what they said. But if it comes to us in a text message or email or it comes as a video or audio recording, we can go back to it and ask them these two questions. The first question I want you to ask them is, what is it that they come to you for? I'm going to repeat that again. So you call your mom up, you say, hey, mom, I have a question for you. What is it that you come to me for? And then the second question is, in your eyes, what am I the best at? And the reason why we're asking these two questions when they kind of seem similar is because a lot of times people will tell us what they think we're the best at. And that may not necessarily be our gifts, but it may be a inclination of something we're good at. So it could be a leading clue towards our gift. And then the first question of what do you come to me for? That's usually one of the most important things of knowing like what that gift is. Because if everyone always comes to you to bake cakes and you may be thinking, but I'm not that great of a baker. However, when you ask, what are you good at? They may say, well, you're good at making people feel seen. And you begin to think back to, okay, so when I bake cakes, what is it that I do? And maybe the design that you do 
do for those cakes speak to that person's personality or it speaks to whatever that person said was like their absolute favorite things or maybe you're the one person that remember what they said their favorite cake is so when you go back and you think about it and you put those two things together you realize it's not the fact that you bake cakes that's the thing it's the fact that you listen and you make people feel seen so no matter what you end up doing you always make people feel seen so I hope all of that makes sense and if you feel like you want to talk a little bit more about this go a little bit deeper into really kind of uncovering what that thing is you're naturally gifted at go over to Instagram my Instagram handle is at Anquilabello and send me a DM and we can kind of talk through this and go back and forth and bounce some ideas around and help you really begin to uncover what that thing is that you're really good at because sometimes we're so close that we can't see it. And that was true for me. It was my clarity coach, Jatia Jones. Hey, Coach Jatia, that helped me understand that I'm good at helping people leverage for legacy. So I'm really good at helping people figure out what they have and how they can take what they have and leverage that thing to build legacy. And it was so true because when I began to think back on things that my family and friends said or did or told me that I was good at, it was always taking whatever they were currently doing in their lives or whatever they were good at or whatever they had and teaching them and coming up with ways and concepts that they could leverage that very thing and that was just kind of a god wink towards why this podcast was the thing that I was designed to do thank you again for tuning in come back next week episode drops every Tuesday and if you have any questions just go over to Instagram and DM me and we can kind of talk through this until next time